<coughs> got my wine. We're sipping. Should we do a cheers? I was screaming. Me too. I as well. Myself included. <laughs> so I have a lot of white friends. Coconut milk. Have you heard about that coconut milk? Shut your Chinese ass up. I miss the days when you were put into a little jail cell. Um, hi everybody, welcome to Mukbangable, Yay. the podcast where your hosts, Campbell Yamani, that's me, and me, Ray Chang, that's also me, <laughs> <laughs> attempt to understand the experiences of ourselves and others through the lens of food, friendship, fuckery, fun, and most recently, alcohol. Oh, that's not an F1. Fellatio. Oh, fellatio. Fuck everything, love, life, totally in a O. Fellatio. Can you use it in a sentence? Um, I feel so fellatio today. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, mm. I went to go watch a production on meat. It was a fellatio. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love meat fellatio. <laughs> That's my favorite French dish. Isn't that the only way you can fillet? <laughs> Is that right? Fillet? Guys, the craziest thing happened to me today. Nope, it wasn't the craziest thing. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, a thing happened to me. It was crazy. Was it top 10? Mate, was it top 10? No. No? No. Oh. <clears throat> Okay, let me just preface this by saying that I've been listening, watching, and reading a lot of true crime shit lately. Word. Okay, so naturally I'm already on edge and I'm, you know, I'm very paranoid usually. I have a lot of anxiety. I, you know, have a very active imagination. I can't watch scary movies. I know you're the same way because then you start imagining that shit in your real life. It like actively ruins the quality of your life. But unlike scary movies, I'll just keep listening and watching a true crime shit and I'll just keep getting freaked out and I'm suspicious of the world all the time. I'm afraid all the time. So it surprised me today when I did something that could actually realistically, very plausibly get me murdered. Okay. Because the way you set it up was like you did something bad and stupid that has the possibility of getting you murdered in the future. Yes. Oh, still. Oh. Yes, still. Oh. Yes. Okay. So here's what happened. Okay. So as you know, I recently moved into a new apartment just about a month ago. And, you know, part of the, you know... The whole new thing where you get the keys and everything. So I got um, a mail key, right? That's part of the whole thing. It opens the mailbox. That's what mail keys do. And um, I tried this whole month. I tried putting the mail key into the mailbox and turning it, but it wouldn't budge. Okay. It was completely stuck. And I was like, oh, this has got to be defective, right? This has got to be a defective key. She gave me the wrong key for the wrong mailbox. So I texted the property manager and I was like, hey, got to get me a new one. Can't check my mail. She goes, okay. So she said, I made you a new key. I left it under your mat. Um, should be good now. Um, I didn't try it, but we made the proper copy of the key that we gave to your roommates, which worked. So I said, okay. So I went home today before I came over to Campbell's podcast cave. Excuse me? It's a brightly lit cave. 
Call it a studio. Put some respect <laughs> on the name. All right, fine. It's a studio. Yeah. So before I came here, I was like, oh, shit, well, I'm going to try this key real quick. So I take it out of this little envelope that it was in, and I put it in, and I'm twisting it, right? And it still won't budge. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Okay. And I tried my old one. I'm like, these both don't work. So then I'm like, fuck, am I like going crazy? Because it's not possible that two mail keys don't work. Okay. So then I'm like, what the fuck do I do? I'm like desperate because this is the second time that this key doesn't work. Yeah. So I turn around and I'm like, I, I just need to talk to someone about this because I need to know I'm not crazy. And there's a maintenance guy there. Okay. And he's classic maintenance guy. He's wearing the, you know, the blue collared short sleeve shirt with the name tag and the blue pants. And he's got his like work belt and everything. And you go, hey, can you just, can you just affirm that I'm not crazy? And he was like, huh? And then I was like, can you just try this key and tell me if it works or not? And he goes, oh, uh, okay, sure. And he was like, just kind of looking at me kind of weird. And he was like, oh, so like, how's your day going? And I was like, okay, you're trying to be friendly. That's cool. I was like, oh, it's like really good. I just can't figure hey, this key out. single? Hey, um, do you want to get in the back of my van? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I know we just met, but um, get naked for me. <laughs> hey, I know we don't know each other that well, but I'm going to rape you. And you go, oh, thanks for that. Thanks for the heads up. Gentleman. Honestly, yeah. that is a gentleman. And so he was like, okay. So he tries the key and lo and behold, it's super stuck. And he's just jiggling and jiggling and jiggling. And finally, it something breaks off and it works. He broke the key? No, or? something inside. Like it, it was like really tight because it was uh, a new key and stuff. So it worked. And he opened it. I was like, oh, my God, amazing. And we tried both keys and they both worked. So it was just a matter of, like, the key was super new and, like, it was tight and everything. I don't think that's how keys work, but okay. No, no, no. It for sure was. So then- I've never heard anyone say, <laughs> hey, like, I've never gone and gotten keys and had the person go, hey, these keys are new, so they might be a little tight. That's Ooh, not a thing. Oh, baby. My keys are so tight. Yeah, see, that's not a thing. <laughs> I've never heard anyone say that before. No, so here's the real zinger, okay? As I was- being like, oh, thank you so much. Have a good day. He goes, oh, so you live here, huh? I go, yeah, like clearly, yeah. He goes, oh, 302, huh? I go, oh, fuck. Now he knows the unit that I'm in and now it's fucking scary because he's the regular maintenance guy probably who has access to the building and now he just knows where I live. He also could have just seen 302 on the... But why would you point out to a young, vulnerable girl? That is the fundamental difference between a man and a woman. Is that a man will notice a woman's room number. Yeah, but I would notice the number too. But would you point it out? That's so know. creepy. Okay, what if he was having like a weird social day? Or maybe he's just like a socially awkward person and he doesn't have a lot of stuff to talk about. Okay, here's the thing, though. So that, to me, in my brain, is major red flag that now someone knows which unit I live in. Uh, okay. So, if I turn up dead, murdered in my own apartment, you can guarantee that you know who it is. Okay, sure. I didn't catch his name either. I didn't look at his name tag. That's a mistake on your part. It was my fault. I was asking for it. It was the way that I was dressed. It, that's exactly. <laughs> you were wearing a shirt that said, hi, I'm Ray and I live in 302. Hi, I'm Ray. <laughs> Are there emergency exits in here? 
fully emerges, jumps out of a moving Can plane. Can I leave? <laughs> See, do you know what happens when, when this gets out into the world? I'm going to be canceled. No, it's not going to be that. <laughs> the headlines, because people are going to write about us, obviously. The headlines are going to read... Obviously. I'm going to read, Young, brave woman speaks out about rape. Pig man. <laughs> Swan, pig swine man says nothing in defense of young ladies. That's what it is. What? About my story? Yeah, yeah. I think I'm supposed to say, Oh, yeah, all men are rapists. You should... Never talk to men again. Look, here's the thing, and I'm about to alienate apparently what is 80% of our listener base. Men are pigs. Y'all are all evil. Y'all only want sex. And you just think about dicks and balls that are your own. I only disagree with one of those statements. (laughs) But I'll let you figure out which one it is. All men are evil. Is that like all men are created equal, but all men are created evil? Yes. All All men are... Medieval. That's oh, fuck. I was gonna say that. <laughs> great minds. I feel like at this point we are fused together. Mm-hmm. Okay, but really, seriously, if I told this story to a girl, ugh, I need more girls in my life. Sorry, women. <laughs> was that sexist? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> um, I need more females in my life to tell the story to because I guarantee you that paranoid, anxiety-ridden females who also have a penchant for true crime. We'll also see this as a potentially red flag. Okay, but aren't there red flags in every day? No, I'm here right now and I don't feel... There's no red flags in this room? Yellow. I mean, there's a knife, but... Yeah, that's a red flag, isn't it? No, because I I trust you. I know you. We've been here many times before in the cave and you've never once tried to stab me. How do you know that I'm not planning something and I'm taking my time? Because I have a weapon also on me. My wit. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) And that's not even sharp, too. That's a pretty dull weapon. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) That's me sharpening my wit. I thought that was a shitty violin. My my wit is comparable to an out-of-tune violin. I thought that was a tight key in a door. (laughs) No, you gotta you gotta work this one in a little bit. It's new, new locks. Yeah, yeah. You know how it is. They're tight. That's my wit. You gotta jiggle it and just wiggle it and be like, it doesn't work. And then eventually ask someone, and then they'll break it, and then it works. You want to break my wit? Violence against women, guys. It just doesn't end. Well, that was the story, and I'm a little upset that you didn't find it as disturbing as I did. But hey, that's the that's the trade off. I met some woman for the first time at like a it was a, it was a business meeting thing, right? And it was just like a casual, we were just like talking. There was no one else in the room. We were both like early for the meeting or whatever. And she brought up something about a shooting that had happened. And I was like, already like mm, kind of aggressive. Definitely thought this was going to go in the direction of you trying to fuck her. No. But then I, and I was like, oh, I'm just trying to like make conversation. And I generally think I'm pretty good at making conversation with strangers. I, jo- I told her the story that your boyfriend actually told me about how his roommate was trained for school shooter situations in the library. Oh, yeah. And I jumped right into the story. I go, oh, yeah, it's crazy how, like, everyone has to be prepared for, like, shootings now. And she's like, yeah, crazy, crazy. And I go, yeah. That's a good sign. She was agreeing with yeah. you. And I go, oh, yeah, like, my friend's ro- my friend's roommate, she was, uh, she, like, works in a library. And they told her if there's a shooter that just comes in, she's like, stab him in the neck, kill him. <laughs> and then she goes, oh. And then left the room to go get water. <laughs> 
God damn it. You made a fucking shooting joke. There's just like five seconds of silence, dead silence. And she goes, huh? Okay. I'll be right there. Yeah, my Uber. It's been super weird. <laughs> but in this case, she wants to get out. Yeah, but so she's actually being serious about her Uber being But this weird. is the thing with Uber. It always works when you don't want it to, and it never works when you need it to. When, get the fuck out of this situation with this when, crazy person. When are you using Uber when you don't want it to? When I'm hello trying to fuck a frat dude in his dungeon room. But why are you using Uber then if you want to do that? Because I'm trying to play coy. So don't call. So you're saying you pick up your phone and you go to Uber and it just calls it automatically? I'm like staring at the screen and suddenly my phone is self driving. I'm like, mm. hmm. <laughs> you pull up your phone and it goes, Hi, Ray. I see you're at SAE at three in the morning. Calling Uber now. No, 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 no. Emergency, emergency, 911, cancel. They just send a cop car instead. And I just get a ride anyways, because that's just me going to the station. Hi, this is Officer Johnson. Um, You called Uber? <laughs> I get out. This was the fucking worst Uber ride ever. Do you think cops are allowed to drive Uber as a second job, but still use the cop car? <laughs> but then they put on like the, the little sign that says your name on it, and they roll down the window. Hey, Devon? Uber for Devon? He's like, no, dude. He's like, no, 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 no. Imagine, imagine being like a gangbanger though, and you're—is that a sex thing? I mean, it can't be. I'm talking about like a blood or a crib. I always get those two confused. Oh, Not the blood and the crips, crips? Okay. like the porn and the the well, real life well, the one. Blood, the blood are the ones that only fuck women on their periods, and the crips are the ones that fuck crippled people. So, have you seen wheelchair porn? We're not going to talk about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I have. Uh, <laughs> But imagine being a pew pew. That could still be any. That could be the porn one, or it could be the the gangster. Pew pew. Yeah, it could be you're firing off bullets, or you're firing making off creamy rice bullets. So <laughs> you're a gangbanger, right? Your bitch is all up in your face, and you call okay. cop. You call cop Uber because you're like, I don't want to deal with the situation, but I also don't want to just call an Uber to get out of here. Wait, this is. Uber's division of cops? Yeah, it's like you can get an Uber Black, but you're getting Uber Cop. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. So you call Uber Cop, and you, and then one of the options, you know how they have options on there? Like, oh, can it be a quiet ride? Like, whatever. You go, full cop ride. So they pull up, sirens on. Whoop! And they cuff you. They throw you in the back, and they go, oh, yeah, where are we going, sir? <laughs> and then your girl just thinks you're getting arrested. And then she'll leave you alone. Finally. For at least five days, at least until you get bailed out. But bitches, they come back. They never learn. Bitches be tripping. Yeah, you get arrested once, they come back. They want it more. They want it more. My fella's a felon. Look, ladies, we love bad boys. Leave it alone if he's getting arrested. If he's getting arrested, you must get tested. That's what I always say. Oh, because prison. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep, yep. <laughs> um, okay, guys, so as you guys already know, the general breakdown of the episode goes like this. At the top, drinks, shooting the shit, and just getting lubed up. I always say that, and it's so gross. Next, you're lubed up. Now we got some apps, so we just... 
Slide, Slide right, right through. <laughs> yes. We are fused. Yes. Okay, next, entree. Ray and Campbell fuse heads even more, and we could become one big Siamese cat. <laughs> you, you had two ways. We, you only had two options, and you chose the wrong one. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> all right we become one big siamese cat yep and then dessert now the cat needs to get fed again so we get some games and we play games with the cat are they sexual maybe is it bestiality no because he likes it and then i tear up all your carpet in the tip mm, yeah oh yeah mm. does the carpet match the drapes oh I don't know. Show me the tip and I'll tell you. Ask the cat. Ask my pussy. Again, is there an exit here that I can <laughs> take? Um. Okay, guys. So this week, my news is super, super, uber, duper hard hitting facts. Okay. This is also not even directly food related. It's peripherally food related. Has implications on the health wellness, food, and nutrition industries. Instagram users under 18 years old will soon be blocked from seeing posts promoting certain cosmetic surgery and diet products. Ooh, like Kybella? Yes. I actually know what that is because I was looking into it. Do you think you have that fat chin? Okay, so here's what's going on. A spokesperson for Instagram said that it's this whole new initiative is about reducing the pressure that people can sometimes feel using social media, especially young kids susceptible to social influences and pressures and the media and, and body image shit. Mm -hmm. So last Wednesday, Instagram announced that there was a new policy that would restrict, in some cases, remove content that promotes weight loss products or cosmetic procedures. Wait, remove content? Yes. I mean, we could argue that it's... Mm, exactly. The policy is being led by Instagram, but it'll obviously impact the content on Facebook as well since they're now... Linked. Brothers. Users who are known to be under 18 years old will be restricted from viewing posts that promote the use of certain weight loss products and cosmetic pr procedures or posts that have an incentive for users to buy products or even include a price. So that includes so many things. So the company plans to introduce new tools in the coming weeks that will allow users to report a post within the app if they believe it violates the new policy. Again, what 16-year-old who already wants to be 24 is going to look at Kai Bell and be like, report. Yeah, They're going to be like, get hell stitches, yeah, bro. I want to fucking look like, you know, Kylie Jenner. Candle Jenner. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, I don't know if you've seen the show The Good Place. Oh, with Kristen Bell. Yes. And one of um, the main actresses on the show, Jamila Jamil, she's super beautiful, whatever, but huge. She's an Indian one, right? Yeah. Okay. Um. So, Jamila Jamil, the actress on The Good Place, she's a huge advocate for... A healthy body image, especially within females, and realistic perceptions of gender roles and stuff like that. So she's very outspoken about that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So 
Jamila has been a huge advocate for stricter content regulations on Instagram regarding body image for several years now. She especially is really against the whole Kardashian-Jenner culture where they inspire women to have... Dicks. Sorry. All right. Um, Because you know how, like, those people, I really, like, don't like them that much because they don't add anything of value, in my opinion. They just promote this one specific type of body image that's supposed to be universally attractive Mm -hmm. and universally the goal. And if you don't look like that, then you're not accepted, especially in a place like L.A. where looks rule almost everything. Oh, you were born good looking. Congratulations at something you did not even work for. Here's a job. Exactly. Or, oh, you were born super not blessed with a nice, perfect button nose and a super tiny jaw that's unrealistically pointy. Kybella. People like small pointy jaws? Yeah, it's like, it's cute. You know, it's like tiny. I thought it was like the fat under your chin that they like, they like suck out. No, no, no. Kybella, you inject it and the chemicals in it eat away at the fat cells. But they take the fat away. Yeah. But it's not like, it's not the actual jaw, it's under the jaw, right? It's under the jaw, but it can define your jaw a lot more, so it looks lifted. Okay. And then what a lot of those uh, Kardashian fucktards do is that they actually go under the knife and they get their jaw shaved. Oh, like they actually cut the bone? Yeah, and then they do the same with their cheeks, too. Oh, I know that's a thing. Yeah, but they can you can shave anything to get a jaw. They, they can, You can shave up here, too, on your forehead. Why? Smaller forehead. Is that attractive? You tell me. I don't know. What if my face was just the size of a pea? Well, that's hot. Yeah. That's fucking hot. You could just put it in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Um, one of the biggest products that come to mind for me, at least with this article, is the flat tummy detox teas, right? Those have been widely discredited as not really doing anything for you and they don't have really any kind of scientific backing they're most likely not fda approved from what i remember and what they just do is quote unquote suppress your appetite for a couple hours and you're supposed to keep literally like sucking up and boofing this shit is this like the gwyneth paltrow stuff like goop or whatever okay goop is a whole nother thing that i don't cannot even get into right now it's literally quote unquote curated items for Women with a certain quote-unquote lifestyle. It, and it's bullshit. <laughs> they literally sell, like, this fucking egg thing on there for, like, a fucking million dollars. Oh, Gwyneth. Yeah. So, detox tea is a big one. Um, all the celebrity sponsor weight loss shit that people advertise on Instagram is a big one. Um, all the sugar bear hair gummy. Oh, you want longer hair? Like, you've seen those. And, you know, you've seen all the, oh, like... Here's a supplement that's going to help you lose weight instantly. And it's not like other weight loss supplements. It's going to work. I'm not like other weight loss supplements. I like guacamole. You can find me petting the dog. (laughs) I'm not like other weight loss pills. You can eat guacamole and anything you want and still lose weight. Wow, only four payments of $19.99. I mean... Look, that's not a bad deal. I know. I was going to say, fuck, man, maybe I would buy it. All right. So last thing I will say about this article is that apparently this thing is not a drill. Okay. 
Kim Kardashian's uh, flat tummy shake posts, there was one in January, has already been blocked for under 18 accounts. So me personally, I am glad to see this happening because I'm hoping it'll get less and less younger people um, caught up in this horrible, narcissistic, vicious cycle of the only thing that gives you value is quote unquote looking hot. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess as a dude, I don't, I mean, not to say that guys don't have body image issues, but it's yeah. probably good that Instagram is bringing it out. Will it affect my day-to-day life? No. no. <laughs> Will it affect my subconscious psyche? Mayhaps. Maybe. My my foodness is a little happier. Good. I'm glad we're ending on a happy note. I wanted to be happier. I wanted to be happier. Uh, okay. Driver of food truck stranded by Imelda, which is the tropical storm in Texas. I don't know if it's still there. Was there. Uh, shares chicken, milk, and tomatoes with fellow flood victims. Feeds more than 30 people. Initial reactions. That's re- really sweet. And that's, you know. What's the butt? Give me the butt. Chicken, tomatoes, and milk sounds fucking gross. Okay, chill out. You're stranded by a flood, dude. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah. I'm just being a dick, but um, I just don't like tomatoes. I just don't order all my sandwiches, you know? So you would have been one of those, you would have been the would 31st be like, person? <laughs> no thanks. They would have been like, all 30 survive. One girl died. Why? She was on a diet? <laughs> Sorry, I'm actually... Sorry, even in a storm, I have standards. What? Okay. Imagine if you were such a diehard vegan that you just died. What if you only had chicken and milk and you were stranded there for like two weeks and you're like, I won't. And then just died. Okay. The thing is, I do believe that some people would do that. Oh, I have no doubt in my mind that someone would do that. I mean, they could survive off of the tomatoes. No, I'm saying just what if there wasn't tomatoes? Oh, oh, oh. uh, Hey, there is rainwater. There is dirt. There is metal floating around. You're just naming objects. Iron. Iron. Oh, okay. Good, good, good. Yes. Good, good. (laughs) (laughs) But sorry, back to this article. I know on this podcast especially, and less so in real life, I kind of sound very indifferent about things. Like in a good way and in a bad way. Like some- chill. Like, yeah, but like- Easy going. But nothing gets me too high, nothing gets me too low, really. Yes, except for certain things get you high. Like cocaine- Weed, Weed, ecstasy. Yes, those orange Teslas, uh, man. Yeah, sorry, mom. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. For some reason, people doing nice things for other people when they don't have to, those things make me really happy. Those things are very faith restoring. Yeah. I, w- I will agree to that. Like, um, oh, it was that this was actually circulating on Sports Center because there was this guy in Philadelphia and there was a fire in like an apartment building and there were firefighters who were just like trying to get and there was like a bunch of kids up there and they were just tossing babies out the window oh which sounds kind of funny if you like think about that sounds like those babies are fucked yeah. dude but then there was just like bystanders who like were there and they're like we just we don't have enough people we don't have enough firefighters to do this so they were just catching these babies out the window they didn't have to do it did they drop any of them that was the funny part they were interviewing them and the guy said, yeah, no, we caught all the babies, unlike Aguilar, who is a wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, shit. So in the midst of this, like, heroic, altruistic, 
like big thing. Like yeah, yeah, like yeah. situations. This guy still <laughs> had the wits about him or had his wits about him. He was still dissing the Eagles, he dude. He was still at his core behind the hero shit, just a Philadelphia dude. <laughs> <laughs> just calling out his wide receivers. Well, okay, that's great, but I'm nice to my boyfriend all the time. I give him blowjobs even when I don't want to. I don't get articles written about me. Well, yeah, because you got to be like, yo, I suck so hard. I suck harder than the Rams. <laughs> when you call it a sports team, that's when you get in the paper. All right, wait, I feel like we should talk more about this article. <laughs> I said like two things. So, yeah, what was the situation? They were, oh, so Imelda is the seventh wettest tropical storm in U.S. history. Yeah, so this dude who was stranded by this cyclone, he called his boss and he was like, yo, I think it would be cool if we helped out all these people who are stuck on this fucking flooded highway. Sorry, so was this guy, you said he was a truck driver? Yeah. And was he carrying cooked food or like he was carrying produce and then was able to feed people? Oh, or? No, just his live chicken. No, it was normal. It was it just, yeah. it just his chicken. I assume it was. I'm sure you. They could have found somewhere to cook it. I mean, you have cars. on a telephone wire. Just heat up the car. Have that. Throw keep, that chicken on the engine. Keep those RPMs going above four thousand. But yeah, so they were apparently stranded on the highway for more than thirty six hours. Chicken, tomato, and milk. You can't really make a lot with that, can you? You know what we should do this week in honor of this guy? Eat Find only a recipe. Chicken. Yep. 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 With only those. I mean, you're halfway to a caprese sandwich right there. Okay, what I'm saying is we find a recipe this week. We'll cook it. We'll put it on the Instagram that incorporates and features very prominently these three ingredients. Yeah, a grilled chicken caprese sandwich. No, but like a little bit more sophisticated. You have tomatoes, you have chicken, and then you make the cheese from the milk. We're making our own cheese? I've done that before. What? Yeah. How? You curdle it. Dude, that's just bad milk. It is. It's old, like cheese is just old milk. Dude, you know that drinking lumpy milk is not the same as eating cheese. <laughs> you sound like a crazy person. Well, in this week's episode, Campbell likes to drink curdled milk. Yes, cheese. So as I think we talked about on one of the previous episodes, we had like a night market night where we cooked a lot of stuff. And uh, yes. some dumb person put me in charge of music. Because apparently no one likes my music. What were you playing? Were you playing like headbangers or what? Oh, I started out with headbangers. But then you guys were like, nah, that's not the vibe. Yeah, we were being basic bitches. And we're like, we want smooth jazz. <laughs> oh, smooth jazz. Yes. Yes, bitch. <laughs> yes, give me some of the yes. I don't want you to be pregnant. Only females will understand that joke. Like if you agree. <laughs> <laughs> That voice, you sound like a like a Puerto Rican bitch from like the 80s. Yaz. Oh, Yaz. Like some West Side Story shit. Yaz, bitch. Was that <laughs> Puerto Rican girl? That was, that was Christina Walken, yes. Oh, oh wow, Yaz. Uh, hey. Uh, queen. Do you even know what? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, so anyway, so I put Fucking on silly. I put on like a uh, it w- it wasn't really jazz. It was like a smooth playlist. It had some like Al Green, uh, some Amy Winehouse, and then I was I I just like randomly said I was like it's weird how movie sex music 
is the same as real life cooking music. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Because like I was playing like, uh, what's that All Green song? Let's get it on. Let's get it on. I've been really trying, baby. Oh. <laughs> that was so <laughs> God, that was like a reshoot from a porno. What if, someone, oh. what if someone's trying to serenade and it's like, oh, baby, the sexual feeling. Is that deaf voice again? No, <laughs> that was just me singing. Oh. <laughs> All right, that was different. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yo, 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 that's different. This hit's that different was, now. That was different, dude. <laughs> dead. Dead. Fucking did. That was fucking different, dude. And then, I, yeah, so we were talking about if we wanted to talk about cooking music, which could probably be a future episode. Cooking music. Yeah. Well, I can already answer you Answer you this. Yeah, answer me this. It's like lo-fi jazz beats. I think that's actually a playlist on Spotify. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I, I totally was on board with that topic, though, because it is interesting to see the difference between uh like cooking or food scenes in movies versus like it's like reality versus expectations yeah exactly so yeah so the topic for this week is like our maybe not favorite cooking movie scenes but just our food scenes that stick out to us in movies yes ones that we remember well ones that have um i wouldn't say meaning because let's be real we're cold-hearted bitches and nothing means anything to us let's also be true once we start naming these movies you're gonna be like that doesn't have a lot of meaning (laughs) Yeah, so these scenes just uh, kind of have stuck with us in our minds and uh, were easy picks for us to talk about today. And (laughs) let's be clear about something. We don't have an agenda. We don't have any specific plans for this segment. Ooh, yeah, not at all. No. You think we came prepared? Ha! Um, We're just going to talk about these movie scenes. Yep. And uh, you can talk along with us in your car or... Wherever you listen to these. On the toilet, perhaps? In your bed. Ooh. Also, so we have a new setup where it looks a little more professional. And already two people have asked me if we're doing ASMR and then said, where are the sex toys? And that's two people in this world who think ASMR is BDSM. Oh. So the first scene, this is my scene. It's that ratatouille scene uh, when they make the soup. So what's his name? Linguini? Remy? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Remy is... No, no, the chef. I don't know what his name is. I think his name is Linguini. Do you actually think so? Yeah. Oh, okay. So he just made some soup and he just made himself vomit, which I've never actually done before. I've never made myself sick from eating. Or from cooking for myself, but I've definitely made chicken that was just still raw. Okay, so here's the thing about this movie that I love and also don't understand at the same time. I know it's a children's movie, but why do they have to make it a rat? Just because of rat tatui? They did it for the pun. It's so gross. A rat is like the grossest thing other than a cockroach. For some reason, I also think. If I was proportioned to the size of the rest of the things in that kitchen, the way that he is, the rat is, I think I'd have more fun cooking. Oh. Cleaning would be a 
bitch because you're cleaning like huge fucking bathtubs of soup but yeah but remy doesn't clean anything it's his bitch boy who cleans it he's spooning it into the bowl oh no he's gonna serve rat soup oh and then the the critics out there right no that's i love that part yo this little man is horrible his mustache is very strange also i feel like this guy doesn't even talk for half of it he just is yelling incoherently and somehow you just understand everything he says colette oh that's right she was a sexy one. Oh, she's hot so the most unrealistic thing about this movie, besides the rat cooking and <laughs> the ghost that he talks to and, and the fact that Remy can be controlled by his or Linguini can be controlled by his hair. Oh, yeah? Okay. <laughs> is the fucking end where Colette finds out that Linguini is being controlled by a rat is like fine with it eventually. And then they open up a restaurant run by rats. How was... No, because if you accept all the other premises of the movie, then that makes the most sense. If the rats are better cooks than you and you order- And what? the food critic is on board with it and is an investor in the restaurant. Yeah, because he goes, I don't care how my food is made if it's good. Well, that is a classic scene, though. I remember when it first came out, I definitely was pretty infatuated by it. I was like, wow, this is a great concept. Only years later, I was like, this is a major health hazard. So why did you choose this scene? I don't know. When I think of like cooking scenes in movies, that's the first one I think of. Really? Yeah. I don't know why. Because I know there's like other movies. There's like Chef. And that was literally the only other thing I can think of right now for cooking. Oh. Legit. I perfect. can't think of anything else. It's iconic. It's beloved. How? Okay. Sidebar. How do Disney movies year after year? All the animated yeah, ones. Yeah. Year after year after year. Toy Story 1, Toy Story 2, Toy Story 3, Toy Story 4. Just keep killing on Rotten Tomatoes. Because it's nostalgia. Cool. That's a good scene, man. All right. So my scene is the food fight scene from Animal House. Now, say what you want about this movie. Yeah, it hasn't aged great. Yeah, you know, it doesn't hold up. But it's so much fun. This movie is so fun. John Belushi is just great in it his character just really has so much energy and the times that i have watched this movie i find myself getting lost in it and just having so much fun i haven't watched this movie in so long and then he goes pop i'm a zit get it and like the the humor is so 80s it's slapstick (laughs) it's so physical everyone's like Hey, what are you doing? What do you think you're doing? Get out of here. Oh, you little scamp, you. (laughs) There's a lot of, like, quick running with short steps. You know what I mean? The the part where he goes, food fight. I love how he, the minute he says food fight, he just galvanizes the entire cafeteria. And everyone's just on board. At the same time, just is like, all right, I'm going to throw a fucking plate at you and you're going to be fine. That's not a food fight. That's assault. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been in a food fight, though. Have you? I've been in a fight that involves food. Because I feel like when you say food fight, it, it's always a school. You can't have a food fight that's not in and school. And you're throwing right? like handfuls of mashed potatoes. Yeah. If you're like if you're just on a street and you throw a PB&J at someone, like that's not a food fight. Again, that's assault. Everybody needs to have an item of food yeah. in order for it to be a food fight. If you just attack someone with a piece of food, you're right. That is a crime. I mean, that's like saying 
if you're if you're gonna be in a fight and you have a knife it's not a knife fight unless the other person has a knife no that's just a stabbing (laughs) (laughs) no so there's this one time when i was hanging out with my friend and i forget what we were doing we were playing basketball or something on his street okay and it was like fall and there's apple tree like a crab apple tree so there were a bunch of like hard crab apples on the ground that had fallen and something went wrong in this game that we were playing and he got mad at me. So I was like, fuck it. Like, I'm going to walk home. So I started walking away and I got hit in the back of the head with a crab apple. Oh, shit. And I turned around. and That I, couldn't have felt good. I turned around. And I just saw him. I was like, all right, dude, it's on. So we just started firing these hard apples at each other in the middle of the street. Like we were hitting cars. We were probably like denting people's cars. <laughs> But we were just like firing these things, like getting hit in the head, getting hit in the chest. And eventually we, we both got hit like so many times that he like ran in his house. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go home too. So I don't know if that's a food fight, but. Listen, could you have technically eaten those crab apples? Yeah. Then it was a food fight, my friend. Well, well, well. Looks like we had ourselves in a good old fashioned food fight. I've always fantasized about being in a food fight. It's just, I feel like so quintessentially American and young. Like, it signifies youthfulness. Although I will say, growing up, there was always, like, a very, very strict no-throwing food rule. Which signifies that there yeah, was, but also point, you know a that food means. fight problem. Yes, but you know what that meant? Also, it was Throw that food. every time that we were in the cafeteria, and I do believe this, I do remember this very, like, palpable feeling. Yeah. In the cafeteria, every time we had lunch, middle school and elementary school especially, there was just this tension in the air of so many kids in one place with loose food around. Oh, loose food. <laughs> that chaos could just ensue at any moment. It's like the potential energy. Yes, there was so much I could just feel in the air. Like I was like, if I just threw this chunk of cheese from this Lunchables Oh, box, yeah, it would be chaos. It just takes one kid to like- Takes kinda- one kid to throw it. And oh shit, baby, it's going down. That's, I feel like that's the same thing with like, ele- or more like middle school or high school fights. It was usually, usually in like middle school hallways. It would be like so much like pent up fucking hormones and whatever. And everyone was like, oh, like, I'm so angry. Oh, I fucking hate my mom. Oh, I want to like hit someone. Oh, God. But it was also school. So you're like, I have to be good. Like, I can't fucking, uh. And then all it took was like one like loose cannon kid. Yes. To be like, fuck you. Probably a Kenny <laughs> who like bounced off the lockers all day long. Yeah. It would just be like one kid's like, fuck you. And then someone be like, what'd you say? And then it'd be one push and then just chaos. Yes. Just papers flying yes. everywhere. Girls screaming. I can still hear the sounds of people banging into lockers. Yeah. And then, you know, so you know, like in in middle school hallways, how you would have lockers and then there'd be a door, but the lockers would stop to make room for the door. So you would have that little no, space. No, my middle school, the lockers just went over the door. Oh, so you'd like climb over. You'd <laughs> climb through the locker. <laughs> it was like Narnia. But it was like, that's where all of the kids who didn't want to fight would hang out. They in would the middle of the locker? Do- in the doorway. Oh, okay. So that you would see like people like fly past you on like the lockers. <laughs> <laughs> Which side were you on? I was, I would stand on the outside. It was kind of like a mosh pit situation where I'd be on the outside. And if someone tried to get loose, I'd be like, you're going fucking back in, dude. <laughs> you can't escape this. It was the FOMO element within you that was like look i don't want to be completely on the outside but i don't want to get my face beat in today no it was more like if a teacher comes by because i was still like a kind of a goody two-shoes okay if the teacher would come by i'd be like i don't know i was just standing here and it just started you're like 
oh and meanwhile you're like and you push this guy in (laughs) hands up shoulders up yeah i'm kicking them i go no (laughs) you look at me i have my homework in this hand i have my ti-84 calculator in the other (laughs) hand texas instruments okay so my second and final clip it's not so much like a cooking clip i guess yours wasn't a cooking clip either no mine was more about like chaos and um male hormonal energy okay yeah so this is a situation that i think everyone can relate to and i think it's portrayed very well and I'm going to say the movie, and I know everyone's going to fucking laugh because I really fucking can't even watch the dumb movies. Hey, you know what? Someone out there, this could be their favorite movie. That's true. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. <laughs> and I know uh, it's no, wait, movie. I'm sorry, man. Hey, man, that's my favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a dumb movie. I know there's not a lot of substance to it, but I think the ending scene perfectly encapsulates every single person who has had a drunken night out or even just like a late night out where you're just kind of out you're doing a lot of things and food's kind of the last thing on your mind until it isn't yes also this movie is not a nothing movie this launched john cho's career john cho and cal penn yes cal penn who went on to work didn't he he was on obama's staff like he legit worked wait in the doesn't he isn't he in a movie recently harold and kumar go to guantanamo <laughs> Yes, that's the hard-hitting movie that I was thinking of. Uh, I don't know. He's, he's got like a, a pilot coming out on NBC. Mm. Yo, wait. Rewind that. Go back to that beginning part where the music... No, no. Ooh, oh. It's like the alcohol. Yeah, it. but it's just White Castle. It's just... Oh. Jesus Christ. Okay, <laughs> so essentially in this scene, this is at the very end of Harold and Kumar go to White Castle after they've had their like ridiculous escapades... And they're looking like bloody and bruised up. And it's like probably 8 a.m. in the morning. And they're stumbling down this hill towards a White Castle. This outfit, though, that Cal Penn is wearing, that Kumar is wearing, is so 2000s. It is a t-shirt with a button down over it with a hoodie over it. (laughs) So essentially, it's like when you're out and you're like, you're hammered. And you're like, oh, like we're going to bars. We're going to fucking... Hit on girls, blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden your mind just clicks. You go, we got to find food. Like immediately. Yeah. Fuck pussy. But not like that. Like, fuck it. You know what I mean? I'm over it or under it, depending on what she wants. (laughs) 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 And then, uh, and then so like they stumble upon the White Castle and then they get in the White Castle. So you're like, this is like you're, you're scrolling through your Yelp and you're like, oh, like, where's the closest thing? Like, oh, there's a Taco Bell. Closed. Oh, like closed. Oh, in and out. Closed. Closed. Oh, like Chipotle four miles away. Closed three hours ago. In and out, 0.3 miles. Closes in 25 minutes. (gasps) And that's the beginning to Harold and Kumara White Castle. Yes. And then you're like battling jaywalking and other drunk people and traffic lights. And then eventually you get there. And (laughs) I have to hold on. I have to pause this. And then when you go in. And then you go in and you're like, wait. My tab is still open at the other bar, and that's where my card is. No. <laughs> and then your friend's like, no. I didn't bring my wallet because I lost my wallet. And you're like, fuck. And then your Neil Patrick Harris is just another drunk dude who's like, oh, bro, I fucking got you, dude. Has this happened to you? It's drunken camaraderie. Comes around, goes around. Yeah. And then you finally get your food, and you overorder for sure because you're oh, panicking, you're yes. stressed. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. I can relate to this. <laughs> So, a couple years ago, uh, me and my crew, we went to Vegas, okay? And it was just a long day of day drinking. Of course. And also on a ton of other 
things like um life dude we were high on life oh yeah is that that new molly strain (laughs) (laughs) um and we were just so fucked up after a day party we were in the pool and and, like the hot tub and we had like so many twenty dollar drinks in us just kidding we only probably had one (laughs) split amongst like four people (laughs) yeah one one watered down corona (laughs) yeah split amongst like four girls and then we were walking like in the strip area and i was like dude I know what we're going to do. I know what I'm going to do. And everyone's like, go to that white castle. What? And I go, I'm getting a tattoo, ladies. Wait, what? And everyone was like, whoa. And I was like, yeah, ladies, I'm getting a tattoo. I don't know what. I didn't plan it. I'm getting right now. There's a tattoo place right there. And I was marching towards it. And everyone was like, yeah, bitch, do it. (laughs) Fuck Yeah. And then they were following me in, and then all of a sudden, we smelt it. The McDonald's, which was right next to the tattoo parlor. And we're like, that's probably a better idea. And then we go in, and like, you know what, ladies? My treat. And I bought $40 <laughs> worth of McDonald's. Oh, my God. And it God. was like, I, we got like 40 chicken nuggets. We which got, is like five bucks. Yeah. We got like three or four like burger sandwiches. Jesus Christ. We got like four different french fries. We got, we got, oh, and then like McFlurries. We got the works. The works. From apps to desserts. Ooh. A whole episode, if you will. And so that was money way better spent than a tattoo, but I totally feel you on that. When I'm drunk, I'm like, you know what, ladies, it's on me. And then just over order whatever? We didn't finish. We of did course, not finish. Of course you didn't finish. We did not finish. But then it's also, you're like drunk, so you don't care that you didn't finish. You're like, what we ate ten dollars worth of food thirty dollars down the drain fuck yeah let's keep going party and go meet diplo (laughs) that sounds like vegas (laughs) long story short mcdonald's saved me from getting a tattoo that i would for sure regret but if you think about it (laughs) if you think about it now that mcdonald's is probably just in the sewer somewhere but that tattoo could have been on your body forever forever wow Really makes you consider it, huh? Okay, so my second and final scene, last one of the bunch, is iconic. You all have seen it. You all know it. You all love it. It is the lunch scene from Breakfast Club. The wildly beloved and, dare I say it, slightly overrated John Hughes movie from the 80s. So this scene, I should probably uh, preface this if... Anyone has, hasn't has seen this in a while or has forgotten. First of all, the architecture in this library is so fantastic. I love it. And the scene is awesome because I forget how this happens. I think they break into a vending machine, but they all have Cokes. They just like all have Cokes. Sponsored. Yeah. So I love this scene because Molly Ringwald, she looks so freaking good. She pulls out her little bento box and then the hot one, I forget his name. He's like, what's that? And she's like, it's sushi, bitch. That sounds gross. I know. When you describe sushi actually by ingredient, it doesn't sound good. Yeah, it's rice, raw fish, and seaweed. <laughs> like, ew. And she like looks just so like disgusted by the fact that the thug doesn't know what sushi is. Also, I think she just completely destroyed her sushi. It just fell apart. 
Emilio is eating enough for literally a family of 20 in Guatemala. <laughs> She's awesome. The weirdo. She's so fucking weird. I love it. Throws the bologna. It sticks on this penis looking thing. Oh, iconic. <laughs> Falls. Mm. Okay. Under what circumstances, Campbell, would you ever eat four packets of sugar on white bread? Uh, if I was stuck on a highway for 36 hours in the <laughs> middle of a cyclone. <laughs> and you think that the key ingredients of this you would have... I mean, the white bread, maybe, but the packets of sugar, maybe? Pixie sticks. Mmm. It's funny how sugar used to come in huge sticks like that before the FDA probably realized that that was bad for you. And then just made it a snack instead. <laughs> oh, and she what is that? Popcorn? Frosted flakes? What did she put in her sandwich? It's this like legit, cereal. This literally reminds me of that elf scene where he puts the M&Ms in the spaghetti. Oh, yeah. yeah I well, almost did that scene too. Oh, that's a good one. That's yeah. classic. Although I will say I have not seen Elf ever since the first time I watched it. Let's watch it in holidays. All right. PB&J with the crusts cut off. All the food groups are represented. Have you ever been in detention? Yes. Is it anything like this? Like all day detention? All day detention. That, that's what they're doing. They're coming into school on like a Saturday. I never did all day detention. I've never, ever, ever been in detention. I did detention because, so we used to have this thing called... Um, How old? 12, 13. Okay, okay. It was, ah, uh, connections? Oh, that was definitely what it was called. It was this weird period after lunch, but before your next class, where you would go back to like your homeroom place and you would just like, you had like have like an hour to do homework or whatever. What even is the point of that? I don't know. Just like, end school earlier. But the thing was like, it was easy. Fucking middle school was easy. I would do my homework ahead of time so I didn't have to do it later. I would do it in class when like you're supposed to be learning or whatever. But I was like, I'm just going to fucking do the homework. I'm literally learning as I'm doing this homework. Yeah, I'm just going to do this homework and not listen to what the teacher's saying and then learn it when I do the homework in someone else's class. Exactly. So I would have my homework done and I'm like, I'm not just going to sit and be quiet in a room for 50 minutes while everyone else does homework. That sounds like detention. Boring. That sounds like detention to me. Yeah, like prison. So I would just skip. They would take attendance in the beginning. So you would go, oh, no, no, you would, you could have a hall pass, right? And a hall pass would like let you go. So I, the hall passes were just these square pieces of paper that had a teacher's name on it and then their signature and your name. And most teachers were way too lazy to write your name on it. So you could just write your name and then that was like how it worked. And every single teacher kept this on their desk, a huge stack of like 50 of them. So you would just go, teacher's not looking, take one, write your name on it, forge a signature, leave, right? And you yeah. show it to your teacher, you're like, hey, I'm going. And so I would do that. I would do that every single time that we had connections and I would just go play basketball or something like that. And then one day, some hall monitor came out and they were like, hey, like, what are you guys doing out here? And we're like, oh, we were just going to the bathroom, but we're on the way to like these passes or whatever. While you were playing basketball, like, oh yeah, we just got to take a piss, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and then... So I, so he like looked at it and I had like written the time that I left the class, which was like 2.15 and it was like three oh. and he's like, long bathroom break. And I go, you know, when you got to poop, you got to <laughs> poop. I wasn't that confident yet. So I just go, yeah. And he's like, were you cutting? And I go, yeah. But what is there to cut? I don't know. So then that's how I got detention. And what was that like? It was just boring. Were you allowed to do anything? No, you just, well, I mean, I think I probably just didn't do homework in the class of that day, so I could do something in detention. Wow, that is sad. Yeah. 
so yeah so i mean it, it's just everyone doesn't want to be there including the person who's supervising it and it's just stupid because did i learn my lesson no did I you just, keep doing it yeah i kept doing it <laughs> i think i've only i've either never had atten- attention wow that was a freudian, freudian slip. slip fusion <laughs> um i've never had detention or attention in my life but maybe i've had detention like once when i was elementary or early middle school and i just forgot or suppressed it but maybe i just felt like my whole time at school was detention because i just felt so i just remember feeling so bored all the time and being like there is literally nothing to do or i watched so many like disney teen movies of when kids did get detention that i just felt like i was i knew what detention was like I think detention is way more fun in movies than it is in real life. Well, like, sneaky shit always happens in detention. Yeah, it's like people pass notes and people would, like... And, like, the people who would go to detention were, like, people who got in fights. But it was like, no, those people didn't go to detention. They got expelled or suspended. <laughs> like, if you hit someone <laughs> in the... Such a good point. If you hit someone in the face, you're not going to be, like, the bad boy in detention. You're going to be the fucking idiot who no longer goes to the school. <laughs> <laughs> you're just literally going to be illiterate on the street. Yeah. <laughs> So, guys, send us your favorite um, food or cooking-related movie scenes. Um, DM us at mukbangable on Instagram or email us at somukbangable at gmail.com. Send us your favorite movie scenes. Or if you liked any of those scenes, um, feel free to let us know. Or if you thought those scenes sucked, also feel free to let us know because we're all about that. Tell us about this game that you brought. Okay. Today's dessert is a very special game that I brought in that is not in the legal sense sponsoring us, but for this round, they are sponsoring the fun. Um, It's a game called Asian Flush, and that's A-Z-N Flush. So shout out to you guys. Um, We're going to post a tag on Instagram so you guys can all check out their game. And correct me if I'm wrong, but that's a kind of play on words for Asian Glow. I think so, yes. For those, and also, for those of you who don't know what Asian Glow is, because there's a lot of white people out there who don't know what it is. So I think, and I, I'm not sure if I'm right here, but I'm pretty sure there's some sort of mineral. No, that's not right. Element. It's an enzyme. There's an enzyme. In alcohol that a lot of Asian systems can't break down. And by Asian systems, I don't mean Mitsubishi. I don't mean <laughs> Samsung. <laughs> yeah, so Asian Glow is essentially when the enzymes in alcohol react strangely with asian skin and then you get like a yeah, red flush or a red asian glow. bodies for some reason oftentimes they don't properly break down the enzymes in the alcohol so what happens is you're just getting super poisoned yeah. okay and your body's like hi i'm choking stop and you're like ah, nah, nah, glug, 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 and you're like chugging more but the thing is no one in my family at least that i know gets asian glow do you you've drank with me i don't get asian glow Oh, I guess I never really noticed. You would notice. I just assumed that you were wearing tons of makeup. I do. I do wear concealer. (laughs) So I actually don't think I get Asian glow, but every time I've profusely drank, it's been with a ton of makeup on. (laughs) So I actually don't know if I get Asian glow or not. All right. This weekend, we're going to get blacked out. Both of us are not wearing makeup. Okay, but promise you're not going to wear makeup. I can't promise because I feel ugly without it. (sighs) Same, girl. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so this game is basically, I mean, no offense, creators of Asian Flush, 
This is a barely a game. It's a stack of cards, and you just draw it. You it's read like the prompt. Asian Piccolo. If you agree or whatever with the prompt, if you have done what the prompt says, then you drink, and that's the game. It's two, it's like shots or sips, but um, we're working with Gallo Vino. Family Wine, sponsored, not sponsored, and we will just uh continue doing this until one of us taps out and is like, "Hey, man, um, wait, just don't one of us is too drunk." <laughs> Is that how? Is that what this game is? Yeah, pretty much. All right, ready? Uh, okay. All right. If you have a traditionally Asian first name, take two sips. That would be me. And oh, so I guess this could also be kind of a get to know you type of thing. Yeah. Well, my full first name is Rayhan. Um, obviously I go by Ray, but I love my original name. No hate, no shame. But I will say, quick story on my name. So in, I don't know if it's the same in Japanese, but in Chinese, you have um, two to three characters for everyone's name. Mm-hmm. Your last name comes first, and then it's the one or two characters for your first name. Yeah. And typically, each character will mean something, right? So it could symbolize a quality that your parents like want you to have. It could symbolize a flower or like a character trait or whatever. Um, so mine is uh, Ray. That's the first character. That symbolizes um wisdom and han means manners so politeness um both of which you don't have i do not possess so my parents failed in that sense um and i also failed them and so the phonetic way that it's spelled in chinese the ray so han is still spelled h-a-n ray is actually spelled r-u-i so it's roy and when my mom chose this name for me i was born in austin she was like Man, these fucking white people, they're not going to know how to say this. So she just changed the spelling to R-A-Y. And so I basically have a made-up name. Yeah, and my uh, my first name is Campbell, and that's American for the soup. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, card number two. If you're the friend who bought Asian flush, take ten sips and give ten sips? What, what? the fuck? <laughs> All right, cool. So let's black out. So we, so I bought the game, and there's only one other person to give the sips to. Well, you can give them to you. What does that even mean? I assume it means like finish the glass. Hey, what? Listen to this. It was four in a row. It feels weird. It's probably better to just take one big sip and call it ten. I can't come up for air when I do that. Try it. Try it. Why are you wincing so much? I can't chug wine. It's so... It's a frat thing. I know, but chugging wine like makes me fucking nauseous. Uh, Okay. <clears throat> if your parents had or currently have a small business, take three sips. Shout it to my mom. Woo! Quick plug for my mom. For the past 18 or 20 years, she had a... Chinese restaurant in the Austin airport called Walk and Roll. Shout out to my mom. She turned that from a nothing store that was failing miserably to a million dollar business. And And then the airport sucked and took her lease away because they didn't want small businesses anymore. But then they gave her a second lease on a small cafe on the outside of security. So that's obviously kind of different, like the dynamic. But it's called Z Cafe. It's in the Austin airport. If you guys ever visit Austin, you should totally stop by and say hi to her. She's there every single day from 
four in the morning to seven at night. She's doing it. All right. How many sips is that? Three. Three sips. Okay. Oh, God. I can hear you swallowing. I'm trying to... Do I need to swallow in between sips or do you just trust I'm going to take the right amount? I'll, I'll trust. Okay. Thank you. Because I was just doing that for you. If you ever been spanked by slippers, broom handles, or bamboo <laughs> sticks, take five <laughs> sips. I've gotten belt. I've never been... Uh, I've only been spanked by my daddy's hand. Again, exit sign. Where is... <laughs> I mean, I'm, maybe my mom's hit me with a slipper. I don't know. I've never... Uh, I'll, I'll I'll drink for that just because I've been hit. By your mommy? No, my grandpa hit me. My grandpa... Oh, yeah. Belted me like a motherfucker. And no one believed me, which was wild. Yo. Didn't you, like, confess to it later and everyone was just like... Mm. No, my grandpa didn't confess to it. No, didn't you? You said some shit, no? I didn't... Well, why would I... Con you told your dad that your grandpa hit you, Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, so, okay, so this was... So, we used to go visit my grandparents in New Jersey every summer when, like, I was uh, younger. And there was one summer where we went and then my parents went to Italy to just, like, go hang out. And I was like, all right, cool, whatever. So, it was, like, me, my brother, and my cousin. And we were just hanging out in New Jersey with my grandparents. We'd go to the pool, do whatever. And this one day, we were all just, like, messing around. And my brother was being, like, annoying or something. So I told my cousin, I was like, hey, we should lock him in the garage. And he goes, great idea, Campbell. And I go, right on. So I go, Jensen, like, go in the garage. Like, go uh, go get me, like, that bike. Like, Jensen. Bring, bring some bikes out or something. And he goes, okay. And he runs in, and then we lock him. We lock him in the garage. <laughs> hey, Jensen, go get some bikes from the garage. <laughs> and then he immediately starts crying and, like, banging on the garage door. Yo, okay. That's fucking hilarious. But... That's fucking scary to be locked in a dark-ass yeah, room. Yeah, no, 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 I know it's fucked up. But so then, so we were going to let him out at some point. I don't know when. But my grandpa comes out, and he's, he's like, what are you doing? He's like kind of, like, he is pretty Japanese, but he speaks pretty good English. Okay. So it's like a little bit of an accent. Also, he's in New Jersey, so what's a Japanese Jersey accent? No, so he spends most of his time in, like, Brazil. It's a weird, yeah, don't, we're not going to get started on it. So we go, oh, we were just, like, messing around. It's just a game we're playing. Which... It was a game, but only a two one-sided game. Only two of us knew we were playing. Yeah, and then so he lets Jensen out, and Jensen's like, and he runs inside. immediately tattles. You know. you can see it. Yeah, <laughs> but then my grandpa turns to me and my cousin. He's like, "What happened?" And then my cousin goes, "Oh, it was all Campbell's idea." And I go, "Motherfucker, oh. it was my idea, but you were an accomplice. You can't just like turn on me like that." And then my grandpa goes, "All right, go inside." And I started walking inside with my cousin. And he goes, no, not you. And he grabs me by the back of my shirt. And I'm like, oh, what? Has he ever, like, roughed you around no, like that before? The, this is literally the only time ever. Oh, shit. Even after this? Even after this. Holy shit. Okay. So then he goes, bend over. And I had never been, like, beaten in my life. Yeah? Oh, my this. God. Right? Like, I, I had, like, the back of the head, the knee pinch or whatever. Ugh. Okay. But so I, like, I go, all right. So I bend over. And he goes, pulled on your pants. And I go, my boxers, too? Which was a weird question to ask in that situation. You're like, you feel it too? <laughs> All this time? <laughs> I didn't know. So, I like, and he's like, no, not boxers. So I, I pulled like, pull my pants down. And then I heard the sound of him taking off his belt. How did he do it so fast? And I like looking back on this, if I had been 10 years older, <laughs> I would have been like, is he going to fuck me? But that You just... would have been like, I've been fantasizing about this. <laughs> I didn't think he was going to fuck me. I also didn't think he was going to hit me. I just didn't know what was happening. But okay. So then, yeah, so I was bent over, and then he just, like, 
wailed on me with a belt. Like Ooh. bang, bang, leather, bang. right? Leather belt. Yee. Luckily, not the not the buckle side. He was holding the buckle, and I. Holy shit! No, if it's buckle, that's abuse. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on. Also, the thing is, I don't know. I feel like the thing is like with people in, of his generation, it's a lot to be considered abuse. Like you need to like closed fist hit someone for it to be abuse. You need to, like kill someone. You gotta do something fucked up for it to be abuse. Even with my dad, even like I think my dad kind of had that in him. Like he wouldn't Yeah. He wouldn't outright hit, but he would go like palm of the hand, smack in the back of the head. Okay. Which I think by some people's logic that's abuse. But for me I, it's I was like It's hitting your kids. Right, but for it me is I, was, hitting. I was like I was like ah, I fucked up. Or I was like I I know I fucked up or whatever. Yeah. What's well, so anyway? So like my grandpa like wailed on me and he's like all right, go inside. And I went inside, and my grandma was inside, and I, I was like trying to, I was like, what? And she just didn't give me, she gave me nothing. Oh, shit. She gave me okay. nothing. She was just kind of like, it is what it is. So she knew she what knew. was happening? She knew. And I think she felt bad, but she's also like, he's the fucking man. Like, it is what it is. And then my parents called because they wanted to call to check in. So they called, and like, how is everything? And I was like, oh, like, it's fine. Like, grandpa, like, hit me with a belt. And they're like, what? And I was like, yeah, he hit me with a belt. And they're like, no. And then that was the end of that conversation. They came back. Oh. And they're like, so what's this like? What's this thing about grandpa? And I go, he hit me with a belt. And then they go, what happened? I was like, and I told the story that I just told you. And they go, no, he wouldn't do that. Literally took me five to six years of me telling that same story every single time over and over and Holy over. Holy shit. And I remember that time? I remember the time? And they kept going, no. And then eventually, finally, my dad was like, oh, yeah, that sounds like something that he would do. And I go, are you fucking kidding me i've been telling the same story for six years and no thank one god me. it was one smack but yeah grandpa fucked me what no no he wouldn't do that come on grandpa's married to grandma <laughs> no no i'm telling you let's do a couple more <laughs> if you've ever been mistaken for another asian take three sips oh can i take a hundred <laughs> sips Literally the first story you've ever told about you in a yearbook. <laughs> yearbook. That's day one, dude. <laughs> I've never been outright mistaken for another Asian, but I have been told on the first day of college. I mean, right. You look like every other Asian here. Who said that? Uh, Some dude. Some bro. Oh, all right. No, it's like some irrelevant bro. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say if it was like a teacher. But, oh. No, no, no. And I was like, huh? What do you mean? Like, I think I look kind of distinct they're like no and i I was like oh damn it i was in a class one like a i think it was a uh, what was it called discussion Uh uh-huh like the the smaller groups with the tas yeah and there were there were like five asians and like 15 non-asians in there and i was sitting kind of like towards the front every time the ta would call an asian name she would make eye contact with me and then like move on to the other asians and look around until she until someone was like yeah that's me and then oh, she was God. But then she was Campbell, didn't look at me, like looked at other people. <laughs> How odd. Maybe she even realized she was doing it. She couldn't have. I don't think she yeah, she definitely didn't do it on purpose, but she definitely it was a subconscious thing where she goes, Asian name, look at Asian faces. But it was just funny. Yeah, that is funny. Alright, I'm getting kind of fucked up, so this is gonna be the last guy. <laughs> we are f- Holy shit, we're through a half bottle of this giant ass wine. Ooh. If there's a drawer somewhere in your house <laughs> full of plastic bags, take four sips. <laughs> That's such a good one. Dude, there's not just a drawer. There's a whole shelf in my pantry. We have... Decade- I, you, wait, in your apartment? Yeah, we have... What we just 
fuck? Throw, we have probably have a hundred Northgate bags up there. That's just so sitting. messed up, dude. And you're always carrying a Northgate bag, dude. Why not? Gotta carry clothes for basketball. Northgate. <laughs> Gotta get food supplies. Northgate. Gotta put some cocaine in a bag. Northgate. It's true. You, I think every time you've had to bring an item over to my house for whatever reason, it's been in that white, green, and red Christmas-looking fucking bag. It's the Mexican flag colors, dude. Well, you know, as they say, uh, Feliz Navidad. Just go to the tip. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that concludes our dessert for this week. I hope you had fun playing along with us. Um, this, I'm kind of, I'm kind of feeling the wine now. But yeah, I think that was a fun game. We'll definitely play this game again if um, we have nothing else to do. Yeah, if we can't think of another game. Yeah. I actually love this game. So shout out Asian Flesh. Thanks for sort of sponsoring this dessert round. All right, guys. This week's tip is going to be a little something different. So I should preface this. I'm doing a lot of prefacing on this episode. I've been recently being more conscientious about my food being a little bit more aware of what I'm eating and the impact that it has on the environment. I'm not going full on vegan. I'm not going to shout about it every single day. But say what you want. There are merits in going vegan. You can't deny it. We're going to die in 12 years. And I'm just trying to do my part, okay? So my boyfriend's roommate is actually a hardcore vegan and environmentalist. But I don't hate it. Like, I actually kind of like it in her because she teaches me so much about um, the impact that my food has, um, ways to cut down on waste, ways to promote healthy living, um, healthy eating habits. Um, And she's really actually like a very passionate advocate for the environment and um, animal welfare. So I think when someone is that passionate about something and is so bought in it's hard to argue with it and it's and you kind of just listen to their points and are like you know what it's valid you know so this week's tip is so meat alternative companies and vegetarian slash vegan products are increasingly gearing themselves towards omnivores right so to people like you and me campbell it used to be very like almost like highfalutin like very like hoity-toity you can only find this in the all organic green based boutique you know grocery store not even your local ho 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 foods <laughs> that's something different dude Hold on a sec. segue ho foods just straight vodka shots and fucking like cliff bars ah, yes ho foods yes bitch ho foods if you can see campbell he's just Legs on a wall right now, just twerking. I'm twerking on the ceiling. I don't even know how I got there. I'm <laughs> Spider-Man this bitch. He's shooting ropes, dude. Ew. <laughs> Fucking gross. <laughs> so gross. Um, so, yeah. So, meat alternative products and companies that are producing these vegan products these days... They know that in the, today's landscape, they're not appealing to the highest uh, income tax bracket anymore. People who can afford to purchase like these types of products, they're actually appealing to omnivores now. For the typical omnivore, you're not going to go out of your way probably to become completely plant-based or to com- 
to be completely vegan. But if you are interested at all in trying a completely plant-based or meat alternative dish, here are three distinct ways that you can make sure that A, you fill up on the meal because you're obviously not going to be getting the same amount of pure protein that you get from like beef. Fucking man meat, dude. Fucking beef. And, um, and two, um, it's going to still taste really good to you. Yeah. Okay. So option number one, pretty straightforward, but make sure that there's something high protein in every single meal. My personal favorite and Natalie, my boyfriend's roommate, her personal suggestions are beans are the biggest one. Beans and rice. You can get a full set of protein right there for a day. Tofu is great if you're not opposed to soy or um, the kind of hormones that are in it. Uh, Tempeh is really, really good. What's tempeh? Tempeh is actually um, a soy product that's made from fermented soybeans. So it's sort of like tofu. It's sort of like tofu? Oh my god, you're a fucking genius. (laughs) Or she actually um, recommended beyond just like all that and then mock meats, of course, so beyond. Yeah impossible there's actually a product called burmese tofu which if you're very opposed to the level of hormones in soy in regular tofu you can try burmese tofu which is completely made out of chickpea flour so that's a great alternative too these are so many words that i've never heard combined in a sentence before in my i know but it's like when i first heard transgender republican this is like (laughs) the same experience to me The math doesn't add up, but... Campbell's brain is (laughs) short-circuiting. Okay, tip number two. Just look up some vegan, vegetarian, or plant-based chefs. So well-renowned chefs who are innovative, they can make mock meats with different ingredients that you probably have in your pantry. Ingredients that a lot of these innovative chefs use um, include things like chickpea flour, soft tofu, this thing called vital wheat gluten, which I think helps give a lot of flavor and texture to um, making like mock meats and stuff. Oats, I think this is a good recipe to make like mock meats out of. Um, Okay, and then the last tip that she has is a lot of plant-based diets often lack flavor. (sighs) (laughs) That's going to give someone a boner. Um, Her biggest piece of advice, and I really think this goes with any cooking Mm -hmm. sauce it's the sauces okay what a lot of vegan and plant-based and vegetarian diets lack is umami and that's the flavor that meat packs the most wait so how do you get the meat flavor from non-meat key ingredients um include mushrooms great umami flavor tomatoes are a great way to make sauces or paste ragu exactly Soy sauce, um, all in all, these are what you would call high glutamate ingredients. And steaming vegetables and steaming foods is always going to be better than boiling it. So yeah, I think this week what's going to happen is I'm actually going to try these tips and I will be sure to post it on the story and on the Insta and it's going to be super delicious. And if it turns out good, I will take pictures of it and post the recipe. If it doesn't turn out good, then We'll pretend like this is going to happen and there's just no follow through. Yeah, we'll cut this part of the episode. Perfect. (laughs) Okay, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. 
oh, this past week, if you didn't see, we celebrated over 500 downloads all time, which is crazy because it feels like literally just two or three weeks ago that we just started. So that's pretty cool. Uh, and I guess at this point when this episode comes out, you would have heard Muckabangable Snacks episode two. So if you like it because it's shorter, <laughs> let fuck us know. you. No, because my, da- my dad said he listened to it. He's like, oh, yeah, that's a good length. We've definitely seen an uptick in people listening to those ones. So we'll be sure to keep those going. We have exciting plans for the near future, which includes more content and videos and more guests. So Celebrity guests, some could say. Verified, if you will. Uh, Yeah, you know who you are. So we are so loving what we're doing and so thankful that we are able to break a what we think is a pretty good number in such a short amount of time and just ask to please keep on rating reviewing and subscribing and sharing it with your friends please i mean it's a good thing i mean i know people text their friends about the stupid shit that we say yeah so even if you don't like what we say just make fun of us to your friends exactly no bad press peace out my gang bye